0: I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome to Selena Sage Sunday and also the 100th episode and finale of season two. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's amazing that. There have already been 100 episodes, I don't know how that happened. And I will provide some summary wrap-up comments for the finale in a few moments. But first I wanted to say that after I played back the episode from yesterday that I recorded at 4am, <laughs> I was amazed at my own passion and energy for freedom that uh, that early time in the morning. and it crossed my, um, you know, kind of my awareness that in discussing these really deep spiritual principles, it's just, it's sort of like bends the mind to think that it all boils down to nothingness. And I know this is like a really hard concept to process. And it's even, you know, it's even difficult to talk about. And I was just sort of you know, jotting down my my thoughts about my own process of recognition and going from, you know, experiencing the body as we know it to be, you know, as we, we look at our body and think of it as ourselves, and then moving a space back and, you know, seeing myself as light, as a being of light, and all others as beings of light, and then, even you know a step beyond that, when I recognized everything is just space, and then there was an awareness of that awareness of space, and that you know to me hints at what the masters call the substratum, and so I was kind of connecting the two to the this kind of the the levels of of awareness, and you have. You know, the mind, when the mind is in control, that's when you're seeing the body, and you know, you're seeing the physical being. But when you're looking from the space of consciousness, from that witness place, you can experience the body as light. When all merges as space and there's no duality, that's from the space of awareness. And then beyond even that, this idea of nothingness is all about this substratum, you know, this, this fabric that, that underlies all things in this phenomenal reality. And I loved this, um, this portion of the Advaita Gita. It's from a book called The Song of the Advaita. I'll include it in the episode notes. And it, it, it described it like this. The space inside a jar merges in the space outside when the jar is destroyed. The yogi, when the body is destroyed, merges into universal consciousness, his own true self. I really liked this analogy because if we imagine a jar that's just sitting on a countertop, you have the air that's inside the closed jar and then the air outside. But when that jar is destroyed, the air outside the jar and the air inside the jar all become one. Another analogy is like when the rivers are flowing into the ocean, when it reaches the ocean, all the rivers are merged and it just becomes the ocean. So this, you know, the analogy of the jar is like when this body is destroyed, it merges in the universal consciousness. So the destruction of the body doesn't need to necessarily be physical. It's, it's a shift in positioning in the level of your consciousness to recognize that what you truly are is both within and beyond the body. So when I describe those levels like body, light, space, substratum, that's all condensed in one it's not that these are things outside of you. It's it's kind of like tracing back through your your layers. I think of like the petals of a flower and if you are peeling back, you know, the flower petals eventually in the middle there's just empty space. This is, you know, it's kind of like we're we're built on this substratum. And space and light and then the body is the final covering but what endures is that substratum you know that's at the basis of all creation that's what endures and so this this idea of recognizing oneself with the the analogy of the jar is that we recognize that what we truly are is that air that's now being merged with all of the air when that jar is destroyed. This, you know, this substratum of our being is merged when we move beyond this concept of body and we no longer feel limitations of this form. We're merged in the universal consciousness. The analogy of the, of the rivers and the water, we're no longer identified as that individual river we're recognizing ourselves as as the ocean i love this one quote by Thich Nhat han and he says enlightenment is when the wave recognizes it is the ocean when you recognize that you are both a part and the whole you you're closer to this recognition of the fact that you are actually everything <laughs> and also no thing <laughs> that everything pervades all that we experience, and I was you know I think the engineer in me was thinking about um, you know how to put in words this this reality that just seems so far from our experience and what we understand. And it's because you have to really go beyond the mind. You can't process this with the mind, which is why having direct experience is so very important. It's so very important to identify what you're not, to drop all of those things and see what's left, or to be firmly in the space of now, Tree Papaji says the space between your last thought and your next thought, you know, that space is what you are. It's that substratum that is all pervasive. It's the now. It can only be present now. So when I was thinking about, you know, the science, (laughs) I was inspired yesterday. I went sort of down a rabbit hole to read. Um, quantum physics and quantum theory and, you know, look to um, trace analogies. And one of the most wonderful thing that I have read was that so many of these scientists that were at the core of quantum physics actually went to the Upanishads and these classic Hindu and Buddhist texts for inspiration. And then they sought to Prove what they were reading in these spiritual texts, so it's like science is still trying to catch up with this spiritual reality. And there are a couple of key um, things that I jotted down from quantum physics that I think might assist in recognizing this idea of, you know, of nothingness and of, you know, this duality. So in the study of quantum physics, it's, you know, the, the main recognition is that particles and, well, actually, everything in the universe has this dual nature. And they act like both a particle and a wave, everything from light to electrons to atoms. So this is, this is kind of speaking to this, you know, this dual nature that we always talk about from a spiritual perspective, this idea of good and bad, even the witness and, the, and what the witness is witnessing is a form of duality. It's everything, you know, you're, you're both an individual and you're, you're the whole. <laughs> so it's this dual nature that exists in this phenomenal reality. You're both the wave and the ocean. That's one of the first things. And, and the other thing is that the quantum theory is by the very act of watching, the observer affects the observed reality. This is so key and it makes me think about what I repeat so often on this podcast, watching your thoughts. The very act of watching your thoughts affects your reality. When you watch those thoughts, you're either creating a distance between what you're observing or those thoughts are completely going away because they really are nothing. But you're affecting, just through the act of watching, your entire experience. And this idea of, you know, when I talk about the thoughts vanishing, that's my own experience, you know, scientifically... I thought about this, you know, what is the measurement of a thought? How can you measure a thought? What is the weight of a thought? What is the length and width of a thought? I mean, thought does not have any way to be measured. It's really nothing. It's nothing. But through our attention and belief in those thoughts, we make them real. And so that changes our reality because we're we're giving attention and we're powering those thoughts but scientifically you know a thought does not have any measurement and the same is true with you know with different bodies you know the science is is getting you know deeper and deeper to finding the smallest measurable particles and i think a lot of quantum Physicists and scientists will probably say that we'll get to a point of realizing it's it 's all just nothing <laughs> it 's all just space when you break down to the you know the true immeasurable unit of what everything is built on in fact even with with quantum physics you know it, it, it's saying that the particles and the waves, how they appear, seems to be dependent on how we choose to measure and before we measure these you know particles and waves they seem to have no definite properties at all and it, again to me it's you know it's all about the power of our attention that is making things real it's the same as playing out in these particles this is you know <laughs> It's like another thing about quantum particles is they seem to be able to affect each other instantaneously, even when they're far away from each other. This is called entanglement. So it's, you know, it's 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 like one thing is done to a particle, and then another particle at a very far distance is somehow responding <laughs> to that to that action on the first. We're all entangled, you know. It's it's the oneness of reality. We see ourselves as separate, but we we really are one. And this is being proven by science at the you know the atomic level. And there's 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 so much, you know. I was I was making all of these notes, but one of the other things that I, I really. Um, found interesting was that it's, the scientists say it's impossible to predict the outcome of a single experiment on a quantum system. This is really about the unpredictable nature of the future. The only thing we know for sure about the future is that we have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know how things are going to turn out. The same is true with these experiments that are being conducted in, in quantum systems completely unpredictable results. This is showing on a, you know, super, super, super micro level what we're experiencing in this phenomenal world. It's amazing, you know, and I have so much more to learn. I think there's, um, you know, there, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's an art to spirituality of, of having this direct recognition of what we truly are, that, you know, it's it's so hard to put in words, you know, it's like, how do you say that you're nothing, and that everything is nothing? It doesn't make any sense. But I love this wisdom from um, Sri Nizar Gadara Maharaj, who will definitely be, the first Wisdom Wednesday feature for season three, because I've just been reading his amazing book, I Am That, and just like loving all that he's pointing out. It's just such wonderful direct pointings. So I thought I'd share a few. He says, the seeker is he who is in search of himself. Give up all questions except one, who am I? After all, the only fact you are sure of is that you are. The I am is certain. The I am this is not. Struggle to find out what you are in reality. To know what you are, you must first investigate and know what you are not. Discover all that you are not. Body, feelings, thoughts, time, space this or that, nothing concrete or abstract which you can perceive can be you. The very act of perceiving shows that you are not what you perceive. The clearer you understand on the level of mind, you can be described in negative terms only, the quicker you will come to the end of your search and realize that you are the limitless being. This wisdom is profound. The seeker is he who is in search of himself. You know, seeking freedom is really all about recognizing your true nature. And I remember, you know, years ago when I was introduced to this concept of, you know, true self, I assumed that meant, you know, knowing who I really was in terms of my values, (laughs) my beliefs, my morals. I didn't really get it. You know, I didn't really get that what I really was was beyond this idea that we have of ourselves from this, from this mindset of body. It's about recognizing your true nature as being the substratum itself. It's, you know, it's, it's going beyond this idea of name and form to the absolute. Sri Maharaj says, I see only consciousness and know everything to be but consciousness. As you know, the picture on the cinema screen to be but light. The light does not move at all you know very well the movement is illusory as a sequence of interceptions and colorings in the film what moves is the film which is the mind think about this analogy think about it you know a movie theater when you have a projection kind of the the old school where the film was on a reel and that reel moved in front of the light and and you know magnified those images which created the movie. This analogy, you know, Sri Maharaj is saying that the light is not moving or changing, it's the film that is moving past the light. And the analogy for the person, it's the mind that is moving. Mind is constantly creating all of these thoughts, processing perceptions and senses, constant, constant movement. So I think why all of the masters say, be still, be quiet, because that movement, when you get attached to that movement, you just get taken away. But when you're still, you can seek the source from where those thoughts are arising from. Then you can be moved to this space of the witness. And then as of awareness itself, where the duality no longer exists, everything is just all one. And then when you recognize that something is even aware of that awareness, that is what's termed as nothingness because it can't be described, it's beyond words. He further says, there is only light and the light is all. Everything else is but a picture made of light. The picture is in the light and the light is in the picture. (laughs) It's just amazing and it's so true. So. This, this world that we're experiencing, you can think of it as only, only light. The picture is in the light me- means this world is arising from nothingness, from the substratum. The light is in the picture means that all the forms have the light in them you as a person is also full of light, the light of awareness. You're the ocean and the wave. And it's through what he's saying, you know, this investigation it's just like with Trimugi and the invitation, you have to drop your idea of who you think you are completely and recognize what is left. And then when you question what is seeing even that, you come to realize your limitless beingness. I just like to say, you know, the simple fact that you are hearing this message <laughs> to me suggests that you are already on the path of waking up. This is this is the best news because even if all of these things are not landing, they're planting some kind of a seed that will be watered. You know, when I first heard it all, it didn't make any sense to me. (laughs) And then I've been blessed by grace to have these, you know, these seeings, these recognitions that now, you know, I'm reading in scriptures and and really understanding (laughs) where I wouldn't have before. But the very fact of being interested in freedom, and seeking will lead you back to yourself. If you are truly, truly dedicated to freedom, you will be supported because you're just being led back to yourself. You are already free. And it's only through eliminating all that you are not that you can have that clear recognition of your true nature. I know that you are in everything. You are everything and nothing. So I will continue to explore <laughs> these topics. Whenever uh, season three picks up again, I'm going to take a break to simply rest. Um, last time it was to create the book which is still available for free haiku to be free when you subscribe at zentelbooks.com i'll be sure to include that link in the episode notes but this time i think it's just going to be to rest and to continue to reflect and read these spiritual texts and this wisdom from the masters because it's um it's so illuminating and it really you know is is all about I think being that, you know, recognizing it and then being that, moving beyond operating from the space of the person and operating from that reality where everything just takes care of itself. And I'm just I'm just overflowing with gratitude for your support of this podcast, of my books um, and for me, I've received so many kind emails and notes, um, messages on social media from you for you know episodes that you enjoyed or questions that you had that I was able to address. It's just been a wonderful sharing and this podcast is being heard in at least 15 countries around the world. We've tripled the number of plays. We're now in the thousands. So thank you for sharing this podcast, for subscribing, for adding your ratings and reviews. It is so appreciated. And if any of these texts that I've referenced have had um, a particular impact on you, I encourage you to send me an email because I do have some in PDF form. And I'd be very happy to share that with you. Um, and also archive.org is a place that has, it's a library um, where you can just check out these different books that I reference, many of them. And, um, and and I would just be happy to share that with you because I think reading it from the source has a special potency. And I can only hope that what I share is um, shared in a way that is accessible, but um, I'm not quite yet, you know, enlightened master level. (laughs) And perhaps that's the risk of writing books and having a podcast before reaching that space. I think most people wait until they're an enlightened master and then write books. But instead, I'm sharing in my process with you because I think that different things that I may share in in the books or on this podcast might resonate with you as you are on your journey and so i hope that this collective experience helps uh, to lift us all because that is the that's the goal you know freedom is is what we are you know we're already there we just have to eliminate all of these things that make us feel that we're not free and so I um I think I will, you know, continue to read some some additional science and and see how I might also um include some insights from that perspective, but I just think that you know, spirituality has already figured this out. It's just beyond our I think beyond our minds to comprehend even with quantum theory and quantum physics, you know, these these results don't make sense to even the scientists, (laughs) but they're observing these realities and, you know, creating theorems based on what they're seeing. And these theorems are exactly what is stated in the spiritual texts. So as we expand our level of conscious awareness and recognize that We are both the wave and the ocean. We're having this phenomenal experience, but waking up is to recognize that we are at the root of it all, you know? When I talk about consciousness and awareness and and even nothingness, just think about those as petals of the flower of our body, you know, you peel those back and you realize the true original state that everything was built on top of. It's only through our observation that those things become real. If I see something that you don't see, it's real to me, but it's not real to you unless you see it too. And that's why experience is so fundamental and i encourage you as you're going through past episodes and hearing some of the wisdom i've shared from masters about how to have direct experience i encourage you to try just try you know tiknat han and his lessons from this past wisdom wednesday about being present shri muji about you know the invitation these are all things that are very very simple to try, but they wake you up to your ultimate reality, and that is freedom. And to truly live free, it's all about recognizing your true position. You are already free, it's just about realizing it. So as the show continues (laughs) in the future, that will continue to be my mission, It's just to help unravel these different um, seeming, you know, layers of, of uh, accumulated dust. so We can see clearly into our true nature, which is freedom. We can move beyond that jar and recognize that the air within and the air outside the jar are one. We are one with all. As all rivers merge with the ocean, we know ourselves to be the ocean. This is, this is truth. Truth that science is still working to catch up with. But the recognitions are there. And you know, this is, it's at the core of everything, this, this concept of nothingness. And it's liberation. <laughs> I think I saw another um, quote from Sri Maharaj about liberation. And a questioner asks, asked him, so liberation does not exist? And Sri Maharaj says, on the contrary, one is always free. You are both consciousness, or you are both conscious and free to be conscious. Nobody can take that away from you. Do you ever know yourself non-existent, existing or unconscious? I stumbled over that so much, I'm going to read it again. (laughs) He said, on the contrary, one is always free. You are both conscious and free to be conscious. Nobody can take this away from you. Do you ever know yourself non-existing or unconscious? The fact that you know yourself to be means that you're conscious. The I am is the evidence of consciousness. To know that you exist is all that's required. And then you just you inquire who am I to get to the root of even where that existence is arising from, what you truly are? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Perhaps mind bending. But what would be the fun if it was even more simple? then we wouldn't have all these podcast episodes. So uh, I look forward to continuing to share with you in the future. I thank you for the support. I still encourage you to reach out to me um, until season three begins with your your thoughts and your questions. And uh, as always, as always, I thank you for being here. Namaste.